The Ballad of Shooter Ryden, Episode 1, Waking Up in the Bushes. Shooter Ryden fell asleep in the bushes surrounding the Rose Garden. His horse, Lucky, spent part of the night browsing on the well-manicured landscaping around the Grand White House before eventually meandering his way back to the stables, where a stable boy found him just after 6 a.m. The stable boy, Thomas, took the finely detailed custom-embroidered saddle off the horse's back and brushed him and put him away in his stall with some fresh hay and water. Shooter woke up with the rising sun to no such luxury. Shooter's left eye cracked open, gazing tentatively at the first light of the sunrise painting the bushes, which had been his bed for the night, a beautiful red-orange in the dawn. After a few seconds, his right eye opened and joined his left, and he looked around at the bushes that had broken his fall the night before as he stumbled in from a night of heavy carousing. He looked down at himself. He still had his leather chaps on, but his pants had disappeared into the night along with his consciousness at the time. He woke wearing only tight white briefs, chaps, a brown leather vest, and his black Stetson hat which had fallen off in his sleep and spent the night on the ground amid the dry leaves and black dirt. A vision of half-naked cowboy glory at rest in the hedges. Shooter Ryden got up slowly. The bare backs of his thighs and calves scratched red from the branches and foliage. He rubbed his head and looked around the rose garden, but it was still early and he was alone among the landscaping. He still had his boots on, too. Thank God. It was one thing to lose his pants to a night of hard partying, but no red-blooded American cowboy would leave his boots or hat. He bent down and picked up his Stetson, brushed off the dirt, and placed it gently on his pounding head. He looked around for his trusty steed, but Lucky was nowhere in sight, probably wandered back to the stables in the night. Any cowboy worth his spurs would have gone to find his horse first thing. But the Rydens had people for that. Hired help of the darker variety. And Shooter hadn't taken care of his own horse in decades. He couldn't even strap his own saddle onto his horse. He had never brushed down a horse in his life. And he had no intention of starting this morning. Lucky would be fed and watered and well-rested whenever Shooter was ready to ride off on his next adventure later that day. Shooter stretched his arms in the morning sun, then placed his hands on his back and leaned back as far as he could, stretching his back from his unorthodox sleep the night before. The white cotton of his briefs strained with the effort, but the briefs held, and when he straightened back up, He scratched his left ass cheek before heading off to find an open door into the residence. The house was the largest in town by far. Its beautiful portico with Greek revival columns welcomed the workers, guests, and citizens alike into a beautiful open foyer. The ceiling painted in gold leaf dazzled in the early morning sunlight streaming in through the large windows. But Shooter had no desire to go through the main entrance. Instead, he went about walking around the home trying various doors until he found one unlocked. A sheriff's deputy stood 20 feet away from the entrance, but he paid no attention to Shooter. 
having long ago given up hope of the cowboy learning to abide by any of the normal protocols, which applied mostly to the commoners anyway. Shooter closed the door behind him quietly, hoping to get up to his room on the second level without attracting any unnecessary attention. But he was too late. He heard the dogs before he saw them, but it didn't matter. Two German shepherds rounded the back side of the wide stairway and ran barking at the top of their canine lungs straight for Shooter. Shit, Shooter mumbled in a low voice just before both dogs jumped on him. The dogs latched on to his bare left calf and his forearm and tackled him to the ground. The animals knew Shooter and didn't mean to hurt him, but they were so poorly trained it didn't matter. Shooter howled in pain as their strong jaws clamped down on his exposed flesh. They were just playing, but their play was too rough, and Shooter tried to swat and kick the dogs away before they did any real damage, yelling at the animals to sit and stay but the dogs were deaf to his commands. Welcome to Todd's World. I'm Todd Allen, wildly talented author, narrator, and provocateur. You're listening to the first episode of The Ballad of Shooter Ryden, The President's Cowboy. This is a work of fiction. All names, characters, businesses, places, and events, even those based on real people or events, are entirely fictional, the product of the author's phenomenal imagination. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental and fictional. All of these episodes and stories are available at Todd's World on Apple, Spotify, or Substack. To listen to the next episode... Go to Todd's World and subscribe for access to every episode of every story and all the companion podcast. Once you've subscribed, check out Insurrection and Witness and our other stories. You're going to love the stories and the characters, and I can't wait to enjoy them with you. Thanks for listening today, and welcome to Todd's World, the fusion of fiction and podcast. Then a low whistle sounded from down the hall, and the dogs released the half-naked cowboy and went to their mistress. Dr. June Ryden stood in the center of the hallway with the dogs now at her feet, clothed only in the curtains from the drawing room. She had once been a beautiful woman. She was still beautiful for her age, but now in her early seventies that age had finally caught up with her. Still, Dr. June hadn't gotten the memo. She stood in the early morning light, smiling. The gaudy drapes wrapped around her aging body were too long for a makeshift dress and pooled on the floor at her feet. Good morning, Shooter, she said, walking slowly toward the cowboy. I see you've misplaced your pants and shirt. Shooter looked around him in vain for an easy escape, but he was trapped and his curtain-clad stepmother steadily advanced on him. Must have been quite the party, Dr. June said, finally stopping only a few feet from him. Her eyes were still puffy from sleep, but she batted them fetchingly at her stepson. Then she touched his bare chest with her hand and rested her palm there. Shooter resisted the urge to shudder. 
You certainly do look handsome in your chaps and briefs, she said seductively. Remember all the fun we used to have together? She ran her long nails down his chest to his stomach and smiled again. And before he could disengage from her, she was kissing him. And Shooter knew better than to rebuff her. Finally, he broke from her embrace and moved to circle around her. How's the old man this morning, he asked. Dr. June looked up at him with hungry eyes. Still resting in his casket, his aides will wake him in a few hours and pump him full of enough cocaine and Adderall to make it through lunch. Then he'll be back in the casket by two. His stepmother reached down and grabbed his briefs then, and Shooter startled at the grip of her hand. Plenty of time for us to play this morning. Sorry, Mummy, Shooter said, backing away from her, moving toward the stairs. I really need to shower. Dr. June licked her lips and let the curtains drop slightly, exposing more cleavage than Shooter wished to see that bright and early in the morning. You still taste like whiskey and horrors from last night, she said, smiling again, turning back the way she had come. Come see me soon, Shooter, she called over her shoulder as she left. Shooter moved toward the stairs and finally let out the shutter he'd been holding in. He wiped his mouth with a hand still stained with dirt from his night in the bushes, and then his boots clomped up the wide stairs as he ascended to his bedroom. He had a full day in front of him. Shooter was the face of the family business, the only one who kept the wheels of the family corruption greased. He sighed as he mounted the stairs and scratched his left ass cheek again. The bushes from the night before had left their mark.